Okay, good evening, Abbasai. The learning of tonight is sponsored by the Maisel's Mishpacha. You wrote in the schus of our learning should be a schus sheyamad loyel zare lozare zare adolim. The schus of our learning should also be a schus for shleim from Yem Beil Bas Nacham and Chayefega Bas Nacham of the Sayy Shachel Yisrael. So last week we went through the first nevuah of Shmuel Hanavi, unexpected nevuah. Thought he was hearing a message from Eli, and he gets instead a very harsh nevuah about the mishpachas Eli. What's going to happen to mishpachas Eli? He wakes up the next morning. And Eli demands he tell him of the Nevoah, he tells him the entire Nevoah, and that's what we got up to. So up to Pasuk Yotes, and now the Pasuk tells us that this was not a one-time event, that this was the beginning of the career of Shmuel Hanavi becoming great. Vayigdal Shmuel, up to Pasuk, in Paragimel Pasuk Yotes, Vayigdal Shmuel, Vashem Hayimai, Shmuel grew to be great, great in Chachma, in Yira. His name was great amongst Klal Yisrael. Hashem Hashem was with him. And nothing that he said came to north. Nothing fell to the ground. A literal translation means everything he said was mekoyim. Now, kipshutai that would mean everything he said beruach nevuah, and that's taka how some of the mafarshim understand. That's how the. Mary Kara and others understand, but the Radak says that not only the things that he said, Baruch Nevoah came true, even those things that he said, and as though anything that he said, and this was the greatest proof for Klal Yisrael, which is going to be the next passage. This was the ultimate proof that Shmuel was a Novi Lashem, that every single thing that he said came true. Whether or not he was saying over Nevoah. And the Ralbag says that this is the greatest ice a Navi can have. Greater than making a physical miracle. Someone who you see every single thing that they say comes true. This is the greatest simon of his Nevoah. Vayigdal Shmuel. Very interesting. Chazal point out that Vayigdal, but he was still Shmuel. Even when he became great, he stayed Shmuel Bekatnusai. The the Mishnah of Eliezer they bring over here in the in the Memorial Chazal Kutei Shas it says Nosin Gedul Shmuel Shloi Omer Adam Yisrael in front of Me'olam At Moitzi I think that Moshe Klaisel stood in front of all the other people they stood in front of him but Shmuel was such an honor that he never even had Klaisel stand in front of him the Me'olam they had a tremendous chiba for him and. The godless of Shmuel, and Chikitana stresses this Nakuda, is that he stayed a person who was the Sanusai, his same Anova that he had when he was the Cotton who was serving Eli as a Misharis, he was an Cotton. It stayed with him throughout his entire life. And it wasn't Stam and Agav, it was two things. In the Pasuk, we're saying by Yigdal, and he was also stayed Shmuel. No, it's because he stayed the Sanusai. That's why he became so great, and he was Zaycha, like Hippel Makol Varv Artsa, that everything he said was Niskayim, and that Klai saw such a tremendous Chiba for him. And this all came because he never became a Valgaid. The same way we saw last week that his Anova, that he kept running to answer Eli, even though it seemed something was off, he never stopped him from running to worry about his own Busha. That same Anova stayed with him, that he now becomes a Godel, a Novi that's known to all of Klai Yisrael, and this Anova stayed with him, it was the Siba 
for his godless. The Malbim says that we're bringing out three different miles in Shmuel. First of all, we're saying that he was Adam Godel on his own, that he was Nizgadel Badarki Hashem. Second of all, the fact that that his Navua and everything that he said came true. And the third thing is that he was a Noviti Klal He wasn't stunned that he had the level, the highest level, like we mentioned other weeks, that there's a concept of becoming a Novi that's not in Shtalech to Klal Yisrael, but he had the schus of being a Novi that was sent to Klal Yisrael ben Avua. When he said Nehman Shmuel, the Novi Lashem, Eli didn't question his Nehman. What does that mean, that Klal Yisrael to believe that he was a Novi? People knew it was it was well known. There's a lot, you know, we'll see throughout Tanakh there's Navi Sheker, and this was he was it was clear to everybody that he was a Novi Lashem, that he was a Novi Emes, because the Novi he said came true. Needed a certain um right, talks about around. a Novi who brings an ice and a moifis, and you're gonna know, and you say, How do I know if it's a Novi from Akalajrochu? Not from Akalajrochu. There's there's room for a Novi to bring Isis and Moifsim to back up his words. But this is the ultimate is a Novi who every single thing he says comes true. That's already a Rai that he's a Novi. Oh. Now, uh, one other pshat, Mishiktana says that he was, what does it mean? It means that cold var of We know the Iker wasn't his Nevuas, Iker is his Tayr, Shmuel based Dinai. And every single psak halacha he gave, halacha kemoise bechol makim, Shalaihipul mikold var of Artsa means there's Zaycha to the fact that halacha kemoise bechol makim. He has one more pshat, we'll wait for that pshat. So all of Klai Yisrael knows, something will come across as we go through Navi. This is, means from one end of Klai Yisrael to the other, that Don is all the way in the north, and Be'er is all the way in the south. Kinem and Shmuel and Navi Lashem, his name spreads throughout Klai Yisrael. Because of this, it's not just that Shmuel himself becomes great, but Shmuel brings down a Shefa of Navua to Shiloi, and now HaKadosh Baruch Hu is seen in Shiloh, not just to Shmuel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is seen to Shmuel, to other, the Bnei Anavim, the Talmidei Anavim, they're also Zaycha to a level of Nevoah. They're not Zaycha, Lirais as Hashem, it's Heirais, they're Zaycha to a lower level of Nevoah, but this level of Nevoah comes because of the Shef of Nevoah. Shmuel was such a great Navi that the Shef of Nevoah came down, as Nespashit and other Nevi'im were able to have on the age, just like we found by Moshe Rabbeinu, that the Nevoah was given from him to the Shivim Zakanim and to all the Medod. So a similar concept, the Nevoah of Shmuel was so great that it brought, there was, Hashem was Heiroi's Shilai. Hashem was now seen by many people in Shilai, Kinigla Hashem al Shmuel. And the reason is because HaKadosh Baruch revealed himself to Shmuel, B'Shilai, B'Dvar Hashem. Ah. <clears throat> now, we now get to the beginning, first major story over here in Sefer Shmuel, after Shmuel himself is already the Novi, and there's a major dispute about how to read this Pasuk. So the Pasuk says as follows, and there's a Seif Parish of the Emsa Pasuk over here. And then it says, Yisrael went out to war against the Plishtim, the they camped in a place called Evan Ha'ezer, which actually was not yet called Evan Ha'ezer. It would later be called that in a later battle when Shmuel would lead Klaisel to victory, in which this Evan plays a role, and therefore the Novi that's written after the events calls it the name that it's going to be called later. But really, it was not yet called Evan Ha'ezer then. But this is where Klaisel camped. The Polishtim camped Be'efik in the valley, and this is. The two camps and they're preparing for a major battle. 
The big question over here is how do I read this Pasuk? So there are those, the Radak learns this, Alder Chapchat. What was the word of Shmuel to all of Klal Yisrael? This, that Vayet Yisrael, Likras Polishim, the Klal Yisrael went out to the Polishim to battle. So Shmuel commanded Klal Yisrael, go out to battle. And that's the Novi's job, is to tell Klal Yisrael to go out to battle. And that's the way the Radak understands the Pasik. And this is also the way that some other Mepharshi Pshat understand the Marikara and others understand the Pasik that Shmuel told Klal Yisrael, go out to battle. Pasha had a standing army at this time? There's no king. Oh, no. so they did not have a standing army, but when they needed to fight, so everyone went out and they got, you know, like they have in Switzerland today, everyone goes home and gets their guns, everyone got their sword, and they went out, and they made a battle, and they appoint, the Pasha tells us, you appoint, sorry, Hamish, I'm sorry, I love him. The first time when, when, when Shoal becomes a king, so the big Chiddush is that they have a standing army for the first time, a grand total of 2,000 men, but that's the big standing army. Until then, there was no standing army. The whole Kufa, the Shaiftim, they never had an army. Probably so, when there was a need, they would gather together for self-defense. And that's one of the things they wanted a king, we'll see, is because they want to have a standing army, they want to have a defense minister, they want to have protection. But at this point, when there was a need, they got together for battle. So, Kali so gathers for battle, and we have the Radak learning, Kapashab Shat in the Pasik, that it was Bedvar Shmuel. The problem with this is we're going to see that this battle went very, very badly for Kali so. And to say that this was a nevuah of Shmuel means that Shmuel told them a nevuah, which seems to be a total disaster. You know, if Navi tells everyone, let's go to battle, and the battle is a tremendous flop, so you know, everyone's going to say, okay, this Navi is no good, we need a new Navi. So the fact that that didn't happen, it would definitely seem to indicate that it was not a nevuah of Shmuel. And in fact, the Malbim is so bothered, he says that, in Kemephoshim, you want to tell me that Shmuel commanded them to go to Mohammed? Because Hashem wanted them to lose the war. They would have assumed Shmuel is a Navi Sheker. It's impossible to say that. The Redak says it, and others say it, that the Redak is sent out to lose the war. The Redak says that they were sent, that the Tziva Oisim Lotzeis they're commanded to go out and lose the war. And if that's the Pshat, it does bring out the godless Akalis. So imagine a Navi tells them to go to battle, and they lose the battle, and they do not for a second doubt the Navu of Shmuel. They know that it's Akalish Baruch Hu that did it to them, and they don't doubt the Navu of Shmuel, which is a tremendous, tremendous madrega. Now, oh, it's a good question, but in the Farshab Pshat, the Lamaisa, the 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 would seem to read that way. The Mechikatana says they went out knowing they were gonna lose? That doesn't That's sound like they didn't know that. No, they it, that would be a tremendous, but th- that you see from the story that they tried winning. So that, that much it doesn't sound like. Ketana says something unbelievable. He says, what does it mean, Lehippel, in Kold Var of Artsa? He says an unusual pshat. He says that Shmuel, he doesn't learn that Shmuel told him to go to battle. But Shmuel knew that when they go to battle, they would war. They would, they would all... They would die in the war because Shmuel had the Nevoah. Hashem said, right? That was the Nevoah we saw last week. That... Something terrible is going to happen to Klal Yisrael, and anybody who hears this, their ears are going to ring. So Shmuel knows what's coming, and he could have warned them, and he would have, they wouldn't have gone to war. Shmuel didn't warn them, why not? Because Shmuel didn't want that Hashem's Dvar of Lehippim, the cold Dvar of Arts, is not the Dvar of Shmuel. The Divrei Hashem. Shmuel made it his business to make sure Shlehippim, Divrei Hashem, Artsa, which is a Chiddush, that you'd say such a thing, that, that if a person knows he could save 
Klal Yisrael's lives, but because Hashem said the Nevuah, he doesn't say anything. Now, if Hashem said the Nevuah, it's going to happen, even though Nevuah, Ra, not necessarily is going to happen, but I'll call upon what the says. But this is the Pshat of the Radak. But the other Mepharshim do not learn this way, and they learn differently. Rashi learns that Vehidvar Shmuel, the Holy Yisrael, many Mepharshim learn Al-Derech Rashi, means that Shmuel had made a Nevuah, the Dvar Shmuel will now happen to Kol Yisrael. So Rashi teaches it, Nia Hadover Shenemer L'Shmuel Ubal Chol Yisrael, and it, this Nevuah will now come place. So it's like an introduction saying, the Dvar Shmuel now takes place L'Yisrael, which Taka makes sense, and like Moshe was saying, the fact that we have the Seif Parsha in the middle of the Pasuk is because that's an introductory <coughs> statement, and then we have the actual story. Now, the Mepharshim will understand that Shmuel did not tell them to go out to war, understand that this was a tremendous mistake on their part, that if Klal Yisrael has a Novi that is Hochsuk, Shleihipel, Mikol Dvarav Artsa, you consult with him before you go to war. You don't just go to war without consulting with him. And this is one of the Chatoim that led to their downfall during the battle. Who, who, made these, who was the leader of Klal Yisrael? Who made these decisions? So Eli was the shayfet, but you see from we'll see from the story that Eli was not really so much in control, and it seems that there was a kingdom, there was the elders, a council of elders. It sounds like. So what happens? So they archu plishtim likras yisrael. The plishtim come out. They set the battle. The battle is set. You know, in those days, not like today. The battle today was a very formal affair. Everyone marched till the the two sides are facing each other and their battle formations, and they charge at each other. So the archu plishtim likras yisrael. Batitish hamolchama. The war spreads out. Vayinogif Yisrael of Neplishim. Kali Yisrael has a tremendous mapol in front of the Plishim. Vayaku b'Maharacha and killed in battle b'Sode b'Maharacha b'Sode ka'arbaas alafim ish. Four thousand men are killed in this first day of fighting. Tremendous, tremendous blow to Kali Yisrael. Now it wasn't a total loss because they were still able to regroup and come back to battle the next day. Unlike a total defeat, when everyone just totally loses all discipline and starts running for their lives. But I'll call upon him at this point to have a tremendous loss. So, Klai now has to regroup and try to figure out what happened. And now Klai makes a mistake, which unfortunately we all make very often, and this is a tremendous, tremendous mistake. So what happens? So they asked the right question. What happened? Why did I, They understood and appreciated that it was my college Baruch that much of an appreciation, they didn't say that, you know, we have to, you know, appoint new generals and get better weapons. They understood that this was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But they had a question. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu cause us to lose the war? So the question was the right question, but the answer was the wrong answer. They decided that it must be they need special protection from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what are they going to do? Nikcha eleinu mishiloi esaroin bris Hashem. Let's go and get the Oren. We'll bring the Oren in our midst, and the Oren will save us. And this is a tremendous mistake. What's Klai supposed to do when they face a situation they lose in battle? They're supposed to be self-reflection, and they're supposed to start thinking about the Averis, the Tshuva, what did we do wrong? Instead, they decide they need to bring something that will force HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hands. They're going to bring the Aaron, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to have to protect the Aaron, and then they're going to be protected. And they'll have the Kedusha of the Aaron, and the Kedusha of the Aaron will for sure fight for them. So they're trying to get a shortcut to HaKadosh Baruch Hu helping them without actually doing the Ritzayin Hashem, 
this is the greatest mistake. And people, you know, today we all try this. You know, we all want to find the right schooler to force HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help us without trying to address the underlying cause of why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made someone have a Parnassah issue or made a, a person have an issue with health or other issues. And we want to go straight to the solution that is not the solution of doing tshuva. The Kaisal makes this decision, and it's a tremendous mistake. First of all, Kaisal had many chatar. There's a kenim. The Zikainim are held responsible. If they're the leaders of Kla Yisrael, they should have said something about Chafni and Pinchas making a Bezayin, making a Chil Hashem, which is really the cause of, like we saw last week's Nevuah, the cause of this terrible Einish. So, first of all, they're held somewhat responsible for that. Second of all, they went out without consulting Shmuel, which was a tremendous Chait. They could have consulted Shmuel, they could have consulted the Urm Vatumim. They go on their own, and now they compound the Chait by. After doesn't, they're not successful the first day, they still don't think to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In addition, there were Chatam amongst Kaisal, or Evdei Avedi and there was a tremendous amount that could have been addressed correctly, but instead they decide, we just got to bring the Oren, and we'll have our Skula, and we'll put all our hope in the Oren, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to have to save us. Skula. <laughs> and they're relying on Kedusha HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What, ah, so that, that, that's what we mean by Skula. There's no such thing as Kedusha on its own. The Kedusha comes... If Kaisal was deserving of the Kedusha. So I'm going to read to you the, in a minute the Lashon of the Radak. So, they send to Shiloh, they bring the Oren of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yeshev Akruvim, and they makes a point, it's Hashem Yeshev Akruvim, which means to say many things over here, but one of them is that he doesn't belong, this Oren doesn't belong out in the battlefront. And the two sons of Eli came with the Aaron. Now, it's very important that the Pasuk is madgish this, because usually it's Levim who carry the Aaron. Why the Pasuk refers to the Shnei Bnei Eli over here, Chafni and Pinchas, we'll discuss that. But first of all, the Redak says over here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to cause who he wants to win battles and who he wants to lose battles. waiting to answer to anybody. Despite the Averis, if not for the Averis, would have been there to answer them. So why does the Pasik discuss the Sham Shnebine Eli? The Pasik is telling you you're going to bring the Oren with the two Kehanim. They're the cause of the whole Einish. The whole idea came into their head that they should come to the battle and they should get killed. Now, the Nakuda that we're supposed to learn out from over here is there's no such thing. The Malbim, because I had to take a look at the Lashon of the Malbim he brings from the Barbanel, Arichas Tvarim about this, but there's no such thing as forcing a Kalash Baruch's hand. If you want HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, the Kedush of the Aron, if someone takes a Sefer Torah and think they'll be, they'll be protected. Other if you take a Sefer Torah where it's not supposed to be taken, then you have an Oynish for taking the Sefer Torah out of the Aron Kaddish also. You take the Aron to the battle. If there's no mitzvah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to do a nace because you have the Aron. You can't force HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do a nace. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need to do a nace to protect the Kruvim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does Nisim for those that are deserving of Nisim. And those that are not deserving of Nisim, so there's no mile of having the arm with you. It's not going to help you. Uh, so, 
Well, so how, how's the school work? How the school work? Who says the school works? <laughs> there are schools that work, right? It says in the post. It says schools that uh, it says uh, it says in the post that uh, that that uh, if you want to have a richus yom, we have a school of kibbutz Aim and shulach uh, <laughs> We have a school of the Gemara says that kol mavram idosam avirim lekol pshav. So there are schools that work, but those are the type of schools that aren't easy to do. You know, the schools that uh, you know we're we're red string or do this or do that and take a magic coin. That, that's not that's not Yiddishkeit. You know, this mistake is not the first time Klaisel made the mistake. They made the exact same mistake by the eagle when they thought that they needed something. Moshe is not here, so we have to make a golden something to represent to bring the kedusha of Hakadosh Baruch It's not Hakadosh Baruch doesn't need. You don't need an urn to bring the shchina amongst Klaisel. And right? says, I'm with you when you go out to battle if your machina is Kaddish. If there's Kedusha in the machina, a Kaddish is there. And if there's no Kedusha in the machina, you can take the Oren and whatever else you want, and you're not going to bring Kedusha, you're not going to bring Nisim. Nisim only happen all your day, a Kaddish doing a nace if someone's deserving of a nace. Wow. <clears throat> So they bring the Aaron, and obviously this was a tremendous mistake, and we'll see that Eli was extremely upset about it, but it's interesting. Eli obviously didn't have the Achilles to stop it, which shows you the, that somehow he wasn't fully in control to some extent. And uh, they come, they bring the Aaron, and it's the Aaron that... Now, there's a very interesting discussion over here, which Aaron was it? We know there's Machleks in the Gemara, was there one Aaron or two Aaronists? They're those that hold that there are two Aurens. One held the, crew, the, the Luchas, one held the Shivrei Luchas. And then there's another day in the Gemara that, no, there's only one Aurens, and that one Aurens is the one that was brought to battle, and it was captured. There are those who want to learn that Taka, the Aurens that was captured, was not the main Aurens, but the Radak very much comes very strongly against this. He says that the, the Pasuk goes out of its way to say, it's the Aurens bris Hashem Tzvakis Yeshiv Akruvim, it's the Aurens with the Kruvim, it means the real Aurens. So they bring out the Aaron to the battlefield, and Klal Yisrael at this point still thinks that this is this is the golden ticket. They have it made. And what happens? All of this gives out a tremendous victory shout. It's the ground shakes. Tremendous victory shout. That's it. They have it made. It's finished. They have the ultimate school, right? If you're getting some wine from Chaim Kinesi, see him as something, you know, having the Aaron the Abris, Hashem Tzvok, Yisrael, and Kruvim, there's nothing better than that. They have it made. They're already, they're already ready for victory. They're so confident. And the truth is that this true itself, the Tom Belio says, was a tain on them. And the Malvin says this also. He brings from the Barbanel that Kol's man, the Yeshua, didn't happen. You can't be confident in the Yeshua. You're supposed to be with a lave nishpar, being mispalled by Kodesh Baruch to save us. And it just shows how they're misinterpreting and misusing the Aaron. Because if this was about somehow bringing tshuva and bringing more kedusha to the machana, there'd be davening. But they just looked at it as like a magic potion that they bring the Aaron and they're going to win the war. So they already have the victory cry. They don't need Hashem anymore. They have the Aaron. We need Kodesh Baruch If you have the Aaron itself. And Tana Belio says a little bit differently. He says that a trua is supposed to be a trua that's the coil that you're supposed to have before Muhammad. There is a concept of Vatikatim Shafer, Bechatzaitzis, Muhammad, but it's supposed to be a coil of Shivan Lave to bring you to Chuva. And this trua was the opposite. It was a trua victory. A trua victory is not appropriate at this point, and it didn't come with Chuva, so this trua had no effect. The only effect this trua had 
is it scared the Pelishtim. Vayishmu Pelishtim as Kol Atshuah. The Pelishtim hear this tremendous victory shout. Vayemru Meh Kol Atshuah G'day L'Azais. What's this tremendous shout? B'machana Ivrim. So they wanted to go check it out. They hear from far, far away. They hear this tremendous shouting. So they sent spies to see what's going on. And they find out that the Oren was brought to the Machna. And the Pelishim were afraid. Which, and, and you see over here, it's something unbelievable. We're talking about 400 years since Yitzhiya Smashayim. Around 400 years since Yitzhiya Smashayim. And the first reaction of the Pelishim. The Pelishim were petrified. He omru. Who came to the Machna? Who's going to save us from this great Hakadosh Baruch This is the Hakadosh Baruch who did all the makas. You know, this is the common talk. These weren't tzaddikim; they weren't biblical scholars. These were there wasn't a Bible for them to be biblical scholars, but. And there was a Chamish Chamshatayr, but these are just Pashat, simple Polishti soldiers. And when they hear about the Oren and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they're right away talking about the Makkas. You see the effect that the Makkas had, that 400 years later, people are still talking about the Makkas in the time. There'd been other Nisan in Sefer Shaftan between then and now. And this was the first thing that came to their mind, is the Makkas. So you can appreciate what it did to the world, the way that Mitzrayim, the superpower, collapsed with these unbelievable Makkas. And this is something that was still being spoken about. Now... The Pelishim said, what, what didn't happen, Esmol Shulshim? So the Tagim Yenison understands it means that they never brought the Oren to battle before, and especially if this refers to the whether there only was one Oren, which never came out to battle, or it refers usually they brought the other Oren with the Shivri Luchas, and this time they brought the real Oren to the battle, the, the real, the Oren with the Kruvim, the Oren with the Luchas, the Luchas Hashnias to the battle, but this is something unusual, and they got very afraid. But there's a very unusual pshat, chashu pshat from Kliyoker. Kliyoker says that the reason they're so afraid is because they were worried they just dealt a tremendous blow to Klal Yisrael. And they said that we never did such, you know, they'd enslaved Klal Yisrael, made them suffer and killed people here, there. But that we killed so many Jews. Could be HaKadosh Baruch is going to react and he's going to punish us. They're afraid that, and maybe they thought it came out of Pinavi, HaKadosh Baruch was ready to take revenge, that and what's unbelievable is you see the tremendous amunah that they had in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which actually was a tviyo in Klal Yisrael, that the Pelishtim HaRelim had such a tremendous pachad of uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what do they say? So they said, So Chazal tells something very interesting over here in this passage. Rashi brings it. Rashi says that this Pasik is actually a conversation between different factions within the Polishti battle group. There were those that said, Those were those that had more of your Shemayim. But then there were Shom who said, Nah, He already used all Paul's Kaychas, and like he used up all his weapons, he's finished, his arsenal's empty. He already brought the Mitzrayim. So you have this debate amongst the Polishim, should we still be afraid of our Kodesh Baruch, should we not be afraid? But I'll go upon him, the Pasuk says that, upon shot, they're definitely quite petrified. And you see over here, it's an important concept, I think we've mentioned it before, that in the days of Tanakh, everyone believed in our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Polishim, 
Everyone knew there was Hakadosh Baruch Hu. They thought that Avay Dzar also had some place. There was, you know, there was the Lekeil Lekim, the highest God. There was Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then they had their Avay Dzars. But they all believed in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And they all had a tremendous pakar of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what was their response after first being very afraid? So they said, His Chazku v'Hoyu l'Anoshim Polishtim. That's it. We got to be a man. Pen ta'avdu Ivrim kasher avdu lochem. You don't want to be enslaved by the Jews the way that we enslaved the Jews. You have to be a man and you have to fight. So first of all, I said, listen, we got to avoid being enslaved and being defeated by Kal Yisrael. But they added and they said, you know what? Even if we're going to lose the battle, we have to go down fighting. We have to fight like a man and go down fighting like a man. And that's, we don't want to be, we'd rather die and be killed in battle than be avod and be captured. Now, I don't know, but it's a little bit interesting that this concept of of, of it's worth it, worth it to die in battle doesn't seem to be a very Jewish concept. We find it over here expressed by the Polishtim in Sefer Shaiftim. There's a Russia who controlled, who ruled Israel for a few years, named by the name of Avimelech, who was very worried that he was going to die an ignoble death when a lady threw a millstone on his head, and he had quickly said he'd want someone else to kill him. We find it by Sisra. It's 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 something that doesn't seem to be a very Jewish idea, this idea that it's worth dying a glorious death better than being captured on the battlefield. But I'll call upon them, they push them to the side, they have to be mechazic themselves, they have to go to battle, they have to fight. And as uh, Hashem, next week we'll continue to see what happens in the second phase of the battle and the reaction of Kali Yisrael. Just the chazer over what we did this week. So we saw the godless of Shmuel, which has to do with the anova of Shmuel, the fact that Shmuel was someone who was lehipel mikol dvar of Artsa, he was zeicha, whether things he said beruach nevuah, things he said not beruach nevuah, everything came true. His divrei Torah were all aliba de hilchas of the greatness of Shmuel, the, how beloved he was to Klal Yisrael, and perhaps even so beloved that he told them to go to war that they lost and they still loved him. And then we saw the danger of thinking that there's a way of somehow forcing a Kolish Baruch Hu's hand by just bringing the right skula to the forefront, and that will help you win the war. And we'll see that that has absolutely no effect, that if you don't do tshuva and turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Be'emes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't do a nace because you force him to do a nace. And the only way to have HaKadosh Baruch Hu help us is by doing tshuva, doing, doing the hard way. There's no easy way out. Okay,